0: Welcome to episode 13 of Scrum Dynamics, where our mission is to help every Microsoft customer and partner use the Scrum framework to successfully implement Dynamics 365. In this episode, I'm planning to deep dive into sprint planning. Boom, see what I did there? (laughs) Before we get started, I wanted to thank our sponsor, the Dynamics 365 user group. D365UG is run for Dynamics customers by Dynamics customers, I recently ran a giveaway competition for a ticket to the D365UG Summit in Phoenix, which runs from October 15th to 18th, less than two months away. Congratulations to Michael Hawk from Florida. I've just booked my own flights, so I'll see you in Phoenix, Mike. Summit is packed with over 300 sessions covering the Dynamics 365 and Power Platform, as well as parties, I mean uh, networking sessions, And it's a great chance to meet independent software vendors, Microsoft program team members, and other Microsoft MVPs. I can't wait, and I hope to see you there too. Check out d365ugsummit.com before September 6th to save $200 on your registration. Okay, sprint planning. So what is sprint planning? Sprint planning is the first scrum event in each sprint, occupying the first few hours of the sprint itself. It's held immediately after the previous sprint's sprint retrospective. In sprint planning, we forecast what we can build this sprint and plan how we're going to build it. It involves the whole Scrum team, so that's the product owner and the development team, and it's facilitated by the Scrum master. If the product owner has proxies or delegates, they're usually in the workshop, but I've never had other stakeholders attend sprint planning. By the end of sprint planning, you should have a clear sprint goal and a sprint backlog, which Dermot and I covered in episode 12 of Scrum Dynamics. How long is sprint planning? Well, sprint planning is time-boxed at up to one day if you're running a one-month sprint, but we usually run shorter sprints than that. So it's six hours for a three-week sprint, four hours for a two-week sprint, and two hours for a one-week sprint. So what happens during sprint planning? First of all, the product owner shares the sprint goal with the development team. Ideally, there's a single goal, but often there's a couple of sprint goals. Great goals provide a theme for all the high-value user stories the team should build in the sprint. An example of a sprint goal is be able to display the customer record in Unified Service Desk when there's an incoming call, or... Complete the reports and dashboards in Power BI. Bad goals are things like complete all the stories for this sprint or complete these seven different epics that are all unrelated. The product owner walks through all the high-value items at the top of the backlog. These should have been recently reviewed and refined by the Scrum team during storytime sessions in preceding sprints and should have been estimated in those workshops but now is a great time to refine any new stories or unrefined stories that didn't make it through those story time workshops. They need to meet your team's definition of ready before the team can take them into the sprint backlog, which we also discussed in episode 12. Then the dev team forecasts the items that it can complete in the sprint. I told Dermot that I used to ask my team to commit to the sprint backlog during the sprint planning workshop, but I don't do that anymore. Instead, we forecast what we can complete and we remain open to possible changes. Well, it turns out that the word commitment was removed from a recent revision to the Scrum Guide. That's why I don't do it anymore. The dev team works its way through the high value items, discussing each one and adding most of them to the sprint backlog. The team can negotiate with the product owner to add lower priority items, such as chores, spikes, or lower-value stories, perhaps to reduce technical debt, to research complex challenges, or to try and complete predecessors to higher-value stories. The dev team keeps going until the items in the sprint backlog meet the team's forecast velocity, minus whatever buffer they need, and we'll talk about that in a moment. For each story, the team should have an idea how they'll implement that story. This is discussed during sprint planning. Will they need a custom workflow activity or is there a pre-built one in one of the workflow tools you've installed? Will you use a role-based form for a specific contact type or just hide sections on the regular form? You don't necessarily need to stick to this design when you implement the story during the sprint, but it's a great chance for some creative ideas to come to the team at this stage. What do we need for sprint planning? Well, I usually hold sprint planning in a conference room away from our normal working area. It's not impossible to hold sprint planning remotely, but it's definitely much better in person. Get around a conference table where everyone can see a shared screen, and I strongly discourage the use of laptops and phones by other people in the dev team. Have a whiteboard or a flip chart for notes, as well as some index cards or sticky notes. Planning poker cards are useful for estimation of any new stories or any unestimated stories in your product backlog. You should also know the team's velocity over the last three sprints, and any changes in capacity forecast for the current sprint, maybe due to personal leave, public holidays, or new team members joining the dev team. So here's my top 10 tips for sprint planning workshops. Number one, if your sprint planning is four hours or more, break it up into two-hour sessions. Number two, The product owner should spend some time drafting the sprint goal before sprint planning. If you have a release roadmap that covers the next three to six months, you should already have some idea of what the sprint goal is for each sprint in the release. Number three, everyone has to attend sprint planning. All the dev team have to be there. The scrum master is usually the one facilitating it. And if the product owner can't attend for some reason, then I've tried running sprint planning as best we can, based on the product backlog we discussed with the product owner in the last sprint review, and I consider rerunning another short sprint planning session to confirm the sprint backlog as soon as the product owner returns or is available again. Number four, I don't refine my product backlog items into tasks. The overhead of doing that and estimating them isn't worth the time it takes. Number five, ensure all the high value stories Meet your definition of ready before sprint planning. Use the story time session immediately prior to sprint planning to do this. Derma and I talked about definition of ready in episode 12. And you need to go back and listen to that. Number six. Don't fill your sprint backlog full of items to cram it up to meet your forecast capacity. Keep a buffer. Use that buffer for SEV-1 defects that come up during the sprint or Stories that turn out to be more complex than estimated. Or perhaps somebody needs to take some emergency personal leave. Number seven. If you're using spikes to track research work the team needs to do, try not to complete the spike and a related story in the same sprint. The point of the spike is that you need to do that research because you don't know what direction to take or how complex a particular piece of work is. That means that the related story, by definition, doesn't meet your definition of ready until after the spike is complete. Number eight. When deciding to draw the line on the sprint backlog, you can play the fist of five game. It's like paper, rock, scissors. Everyone throws out their hand at the same time. The more fingers you're holding out, the more confident you are of the team meeting its forecast and achieving the sprint goal. A fist means you've got no hope, and five fingers means we've got this. Keep adjusting the sprint backlog and playing the Fist of Five until everyone is throwing at least three, four or five fingers. Number nine. It's the scrum master's job to modulate the dev team's forecast. Common issues in sprint planning are overconfidence by the dev team or velocity pressure from the product owner, which will usually show up as lots of unfinished items at the end of the sprint. Less common is a dev team that's coasting and forecasting less work than it could achieve. A great scrum master is able to spot these anti-patterns during sprint planning and either call them out during sprint planning or the next sprint retrospective. Number 10. I usually run the sprint planning in the afternoon, on a Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday. I hold the previous sprint's sprint review and sprint retrospective in the morning, and the current sprint's sprint planning after lunch. This way, all the big Scrum events are done in one day. This makes it much easier to schedule, get a room and get all the people. And midweek days are usually have the best availability for the Scrum team and avoid many public holidays and personal leave. It's most often on Mondays and Fridays. Well, I hope you enjoyed this quick session on sprint planning. Dermot and I will be back for Scrum Dynamics episode 14 in a week or so. I'll see you then. Until then, stay agile, have fun, and be fantastic. Our mission is to ensure that you can use the Scrum framework to successfully implement Dynamics 365. CRM Audio listeners can get discounted access to the Introduction to Scrum for Dynamics 365 video training course by visiting CRM.Audio/ScrumDynamics. Consider it your bonus for listening all the way to the end of each of these podcast sessions. The course features over three hours of video content covering the Scrum Theory, Roles, Events and Deliverables. There are case study videos where I share lessons learned from applying Scrum to my Dynamics 365 projects. And there are quizzes to test your learning and a practice exam to help you prepare for the Scrum.org Professional Scrum Master Level 1 exam. Hundreds of students have taken the Introduction to Scrum for Dynamics 365 online course. You can read some of their testimonials and find out more by visiting CRM scrum dynamics